This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. They were teasing this movie in a way that made it seem like a heist. Providing insight. His dance is just excellent. So graceful. Commentary. They shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. And now, Gutterball. Close enough. Whatever, Brad. How you doing? I'm awesome, Adam. How are you? I'm good, man. You were getting pumped up. You were telling me. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was listening to some sticks <laughs> in the the last episode. You know, I was earlier today, uncharacteristically listening to a little bit of this podcast, actually. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I. But I. But I remember. You're saying, oh, you're listening to Sticks with the new headphones. And I was like, you know, I meant to. I had some cute. I didn't get to it. So as I was sitting here waiting to go on, I was like, you know, I'm going to put on a little Sticks. A little Rock in the Paradise action. Rock in the Paradise. It was good. From- it was good. It worked. Definitely. Uh, well, I was going to say it pumped me up, but it might have actually pumped me up too much that now I'm like it used up all of my energy, actually. Because it was or so maybe, awesome. Or this is, you know, recording a podcast about the big lebowski for the 87th time maybe doesn't compare to you know rock in the paradise could perhaps be. could be i don't know i don't know i mm, i don't know i feel like talking about the big lebowski just gets better it's it's a slow burn it's a slow burn it doesn't oh, have the so immediacy <laughs> it doesn't have the immediacy of of you know one of the most rocking tracks from Paradise Theater. Paradise Theater Unlimited. Unlimited? I don't know. Wow. Jesus. Know. <laughs> You're killing me with that. So. LLC? LLP. LLP. Limited LLP. Liability Partnership. Nice. Nice. Ooh. Well, for, let's get right to business here. We have we have some business. Maybe a yes. little bit of new shit's come to light. Yeah, definitely. And some shout outs. Just yeah, plain and simple. Definitely here. It's time. We've been remiss uh not going uh giving some shout outs going through the old uh you know Brad and Adam well, mailbag here. We had to go down to the PO box. Yeah, we got it and in the- you know, grab the sack. Right. letters go through all the junk mail oh it's so tedious why do they send all that shit all the catalogs right and whatnot the only ones i really care about are the sears and the jc penny i want to look at the race car tracks and the sears catalog and obviously we all know what the jc penny catalog is for uh the sears catalog didn't 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 work that way um, well, I was more interested in the race car tracks and the Sears one, so I'm not sure okay. if the Sears one worked that way. Probably did. Probably, Probably. did. But I felt like JCPenney was a little, maybe a little sloppier with their airbrushing. Right. So that was, that was the go-to. There you go. Over you the go. Sears. I always wanted the race car track that went up the wall. I would just look at it. And, oh, yeah. I remember those. Uh, yearn for that shit. Have you seen what race car tracks are like these days? Some people call them slot cars. 
Slot cars. Yeah, you know, I don't know that I've seen uh, some slot cars lately. So they're not slot cars anymore. They're like Wi-Fi enabled and there's an (laughs) app and you control them with your fucking phone and shit. Yeah, I remember when they had those... um, There was someone with like artificial intelligence race cars. And again, it would be like your phone would control them via Wi-Fi. We'd put them out, but it's not... I think it was like you wouldn't necessarily control them. They were like artificial intelligence would like drive them so you'd have to like it was kind of like based on how you like set your car up or trained it or whatever it would like go in the track a certain way yeah this i'm pretty sure here i'll send you the link you control them um yeah they're fucking insane and they're not in a slot like they're just driving around on a a little road slots we're going we don't need slots (laughs) Oh, Jesus, Mr. Fusion. Here, I'll send you this. This is pretty cool. I I want this. If anybody's looking for some last-minute gift ideas for me, uh, this might might do it. I wonder if this was like... Because I remember there was strangely at one of like the Apple... Yeah, that's it. Anki. 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 However you say that. Yeah. Anki. Anki. Yes. I remember, okay, you do drive them. Yeah, I remember this. This was at, and I remember being very strange, because at one of the, like, Apple events, or they're, like, unveiling the new iPhone, they had, like, the guys from this company came out, and were given, like, 15 minutes to talk about their race cars. And again, it was just like, oh, some of the great new innovative stuff. Race cars. (laughs) But it was, like, very, it just seems so weird to me. Like, why did... Apple give these guys. Yeah, this should be race cars. You know, in the back, like in the D section or something, like buried in the lifestyle section. They don't get fifteen minutes of prime time. Don't get me wrong, I love it, but it does seem really weird. Race cars. Is this nineteen eighty six? The hell. Yeah, it just seemed like a very niche use. Unless, like again, I guess you didn't know this was like, oh, this could be the new big thing. Or just an example of the crazy shit they're doing. Yeah, like anything is possible with the iPhone, even even uh, remote control cars. Anyway, enough about that. Let's do it though. They're not coming till September though. It says coming September 2015. Holy! Why do they make us wait? Well, when was this keynote? The keynote was in summer of 2013. So it's no. like two and a half years from Ugh. when they were on the keynote to actually Ugh. launching. What? It's like B-movie with Jerry Seinfeld. Saw the preview for it, right. and it's like two and a half years later, it comes out. There should it, be like a... Uh, yeah, like There's, some 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 kind of measurement. What is there, the longest trailer to release cycle? Yeah, I was there was an article about trailer to release cycles and it was talking about I guess Marvel, the Marvel universe of films and I think the average for them is like 6 months from the first trailer till it's out. 
and I, you know, you got to give the hype machine time to really get into gear, I guess. But they're the one, what was it? Was it Avengers two? Maybe I think there's going to be three month, like a three month window, which was dramatically shorter than any other movie pretty much ever. Yeah. So I think Avengers 2 has the record for shortest, but longest? I don't know. Well, I think there's been some movies that, uh, you know, where the release keeps getting pushed back. I remember some of those. Uh, There's this movie called, I forget which title. At one point it was called Hard Rain. And then at another point it was called The Flood. I forget which was like which was the first title, which was the second. And it's weird that I even remember this, but it stood out in my mind because it was such a long. Uh, Hard Rain came out the same year as The Big Lebowski, nineteen ninety eight. Sounds about right. But for years, I was seeing the trailer for this movie. This is in the heyday of Ed Asner. This was in the heyday of you know seeing like every trailer in the theater because we worked at a movie theater. Too. That's true. That's and true. It was just like, okay, hard rain. Maybe it was first called the flood. The flood. The flood. Oh, the floods. There's this trailer for the flood. Okay, the flood. I, I've seen this trailer a hundred times, and then the movie just never ends up coming out. And then you start seeing the trailers. Now it's called Hard Rain. It was like shelved for an extra year or two, <sighs> or like that whole uh, Betty White's in that fucking movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. She's Doreen, of all things, Sears. <laughs> Doreen Sears. Oh. So now I have Ugh. Betty White in brown underwear seared, seared into my brain. <laughs> Excellent. It's so crazy little, the way the universe works. Little Betty White nip slip yeah. on the brain. So I gotta throw in... So I, I okay, I gotta just uh, okay. correct something. Okay, I was waiting for the right point to insert. I'm just gonna do it here. <laughs> Those race cars are September 2015 is for the next generation. Okay, so there is overdrive. So they did All actually right. come out later in 2013. It looks like. All right. So That's shortly after, so it wasn't better. actually that uh, some weird super long trailer uh, or super long, uh, you know. Whatever we call it. What did we call it? Uh, trailer to release. Trailer to release. The the Delta. The Delta period. Yes. Yeah, so this next generation of these cars, it looks like you can, like... It's hard to say. Though the pictures here show them, like, shooting... I'm not sure. Is They're, like, like sparking like and shit. Sparking and, like, shooting lasers, blowing I, the other ones up or something? I think that there is something like that. Like it is a bit of a like demolition and you do. I don't know. I'm speaking out of my proverbial ass, but I think the track is sort of like a screen and you can like fire right. shit along it and it will hit the car. Yeah. It will know because it knows where all the cars are in space. Right. So if you fire, it knows if the other one gets hit kind of like laser tag. Right. I mean, actually, nothing like laser tag. Not at all. But it's a similar experience. Like, you're firing some invisible beam. I don't know why I said right. I was just trying to make you feel better right, about yes. that statement. But I mean, if that's even true, I don't know the answer. Oh, yeah, I, there it is. Lasers. Oh, it's firing lasers on the other car. Frickin' lasers, man. Frickin' laser beams. There it is. 
Yeah, this is pretty cool. So yeah, this is a long way from the Sears catalog. Now you can shoot freaking lasers. Oh man, or all kinds of other shit. Like shoot like a freeze ray and like slow the other car down, and then they have to like. Holy shit! Look at this. Why did, now? I'm watching the video. Yeah, you can do all kinds mm. of shit. So it's kind of like Mario Kart, but like in actual meat space, right? Because oh, you can like fire this. shit and do weird stunts and abilities to screw up your your opponents. Oh, and it does have artificial intelligence, AI hard, AI medium, whatever that means. Does that mean like th- you have to work harder to control the AI? <laughs> What does it that mean? Cool. It's like it's fighting against you. It wants control. It wants well, to come I think online you could, fully. You'd, you're fighting the AI, right? Like maybe part of it is you have no one else to play with. You, you can just just like in a video game. All right, I have a couple cars. I'll let the AI control the other ones. Do you think it makes? It must make these noises too. There must be like a little sound thing for it. That would well, make the, the, the experience. Maybe plays the noise. I don't know. Versus oh, the man. cars having a sound emitter. But now I kind of want to get this. Upgrade your weapons, of course. And then you can, like, probably buy awesome new shit for 99 cents from the App Store or whatever. Yeah. Oh, boy. I really want this. Although, what kind of iPhone is this person using? Yeah, I feel like it's not. It's just some generic phone tablet device to avoid... Yeah. Like having a license, Apple's. Although, you know, they were on stage at the keynote for 15 minutes. I think they could use iPhones. You'd think. I just want to talk about this now. Yeah. Now he's got machine guns that come out. We'll start. We should start a new, a second podcast. Race cars. The Anki Overdrive. Anki? Anki? On key. On key. On key overdrive. On key overdrive. On key drive. On key overdrive podcast. Wait, where are you Probably getting? is one. On key overdrive. I just, oh, I see. Well, key, uh, oh, so oh, I guess it's originally drive. called on key drive. Now the new thing coming September 2015, that's on key overdrive. I mean, I was just looking at regular drive. Regular oh, on key flavored drive. Oh, really? You didn't even look at the overdrive. I can't i can't do that right oh, now oh shit jesus you know half of it man oh shit oh man mm. Mm. all right dude you know so here, here, here you go going all crusty again yeah so what i'll say before we go is that we gotta wait till september for on key overdrive but we only have to wait till june for the new season of true detective fuck yes oh uh, yes i'm nice. unduly excited about that yeah no that's pretty exciting and some people are like, eh, new characters. I wasn't overly thrilled to have Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson in an HBO show. Yeah. When, when I first yeah. saw that, it's like, well, I mean, I think I'm happy that yeah. it's not them. If they tried to say, here's another wacky adventure of right. Kurt no and good. Stu or whatever their names were, <laughs> I, I would just be like, yeah, we don't need that. Kurt and Stu. Do? I don't know. What the fuck were their names? Cole, Rust, Rust Cole. Cole, yeah. And Marty 
something. Marty something. All right. Wasn't Marty Kurt, and Cole or Marty did, and Rust? Yeah. Disco Stew and Kurt Russell. I don't know. They would go together. They'd be so, a good, okay. We were talking about a uh, shout trailer. Outs. Trailer so. to movie to length? No, 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 no. We, we can't, <laughs> we're not even there yet. yet. <laughs> because this is very relevant. Because Hard rain again. We talked about this movie, Seventh Son, that actually came out in the theater not too long ago. Right. That was a long one. That looked pretty shitty. Right. Although it did star Jeff Bridges. And, and Julianne co-starred, Moore. Um, Julianne Lebowski. Moore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Julianne Moore. They're teaming up again. They teamed up again for this what looked like a kind of shitty movie. Right. But again, that movie was shelved so many times. I think the original trailers were years and years ago. I think the original trailer said like, coming Christmas 2013 or something like that. See, when you say years and years, that's that's at least four years minimum. I don't know if it was. F- I mean, I know it's just something you're saying, but I don't think it was four years between trailer, like trailer to release. Yeah, no, you're right. Four years. I guess I was thinking two years. And maybe a bit of a third, like. I, a year and a half and a year and a half. You had it split like that, so each half seemed go. like years. See, there you How's go. that work? That works, That's right? That's exactly, exactly I just, it. I'm trying to help. I'm just trying to help. I'm a helper. Hard Rain first trailer. Why Not Hard Rain. What is it called? Seventh Sun. Yeah, Seventh Sun. There, the film was originally scheduled for release February 15th, 2013, but was moved back to October 18, 2013 to complete post-production. It was moved again to January 17th, 2014, due to the film's production partner parting ways with Warner Brothers, who initially intended to distribute the film. But it did not come out then, did it? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. On November... On November... 27, 2013, it was announced the film would be released on January 6th, 2015. 2015 or 2014? 2015. So, 2015. yeah, it just came out a couple months ago. That's when I believe it was actually released. So, IMDb says Seventh Son, 2014. Well, it was released in France on December 17th, 2014. Okay. So, maybe that's why. That doesn't count. But it was, um, I do remember, this did, it, I'm pretty sure it was this year. It was just a few months ago. This was actually out in theaters. Like, I could drive down the street to my local theater and be like, oh, here's a kind of shitty B-level movie that's the kind of movie that comes out in February. Right. Starring the dude. Ugh. Yeah, I know. As Sam Greg or John Gregory, the spook. The, sp- the spook? That. Jeez. That's not good. It's a 5.5 on IMDb. Not too bad. I mean, it's not great for having Jeff Bridges and Julianne Moore in it. True. That's not too good. You have to wonder how both of them signed up for this. Well, you know, things happen. Like what? What happens? Happen from script to implementation that sometimes you're unaware of. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine either of those two reading this. They just thought it was code for they were in the new Star Wars movie. 
Right. Right. Yeah. The local spook. So we have some listeners. Comes from the powerful mother. Yes. Yes, we do. Sorry. I'm reading the plot summary for Seventh Son. Ah, spoilers. I don't want any of them. No. Got to go in clean. Yes. Speaking of going in clean, so so, how many Fast and Furious movies have you seen so far? Still only the first one. So only the first one. Well, I'm, I have to... What you said you enjoyed. I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. I love a movie like that. So if you enjoyed that, I think you're in... Oh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I want to well, say you're you're set up to enjoy the others, at least as far as I know them, but... Well, you suggested I skip Too Fast, Too Furious, Three Fast, Three Furious, and Four Fast, Four Furious, Tokyo Drift, and just go straight to Five Fast, Five yes. Furious. Yes. And, and Fast Five and Furious Six. So they didn't change it up between Furious Six and Furious Seven? Isn't Furious Seven called believe, Furious Seven? I believe it is called Furious Seven. They ran out. Right, so ran out I, of permutations. As I may have mentioned before on this podcast, I forget if we were actually recording, but yeah, when we mentioned this, so yeah, Fast and the Furious 4. Well, it doesn't have any of the people in it, right? No, it does. It's oh. Tokyo Drift is by far the most far afield one. Well, really, the first three movies are largely separate stories with just some tenuous connection. So fast, so too fast, too furious is pretty much just Paul Walker's character. He's the crossover, and it's like okay, he has to do it again, go undercover, and another street racing thing to stop some crime and et cetera. Right. So that was kind of the premise of Too Fast, Too Furious. Fast and the Furious Three, Tokyo Drift was just Tokyo Drift was four. No. Oh, number four is just called Fast and Furious. Okay. Which I thought was genius. I I like the way they started marketing them at that point and just like using different permutations of articles and numbers. Which I was disappointed that six and seven have the same. um, Right. They kind of ran out there. Yeah. I know what you Mm -hmm. mean. They could have called it like, yeah, the Furious Seven or something like that. Yeah, put some kind of thing there. They did. uh, A Furious Seven. Mm -hmm. And Fast Seven. And the Fast Furious. Fast or Furious. They could have called it Fast, Furious 7. Yes. Experiment with some, you know, punctuation. Yeah, Fast Furious 7. The Fast Furious 7. The Furiouses. The Seven Furiosos. Night at the Museum. The Furiouses 7. Faster. Faster 7. Anyway, the first three movies are just separate, are just kind of more or less separate. Fast and the Furious 3 has pretty much no connection to the other movies at all, save for a cameo, as I am led to understand it, because I haven't actually seen it. Um, Well, how can you tell me to skip it if you haven't seen it? Well, that's true. Oh, I'm just telling you from, and I didn't necessarily say, to get into what has happened... (laughs) Which I should say, in these last several films, the franchise has kind of been transformed from just like, yeah, we're like street racing and stealing stereos to like the most insane gangbusters, like driving a car off the top of a skyscraper, smashing through the windows of the skyscraper next door 
destroying in the process, like wiping out ancient Chinese artifacts. Needless to mention millions of dollars in property damage and trauma to countless citizens. Needless, needless. (laughs) Anyway, Fast and the Furious movies. I like them. Fast and the Furious five. It was really five. Is where it starts. Fuel okay. 4 is kind of like a prologue. It's like the Phantom Menace. Oh, I don't want to say that. Yeah, don't say bad, that. But Don't say that. Uh, well, the reason I would say that is because the Phantom Menace actually has nothing in it that contributes to the other uh, five movies. Like, you could completely skip it. It's more like just a weird appendix. Midichlorians. Midichlorides. Mitochondrians. appendix appendix material. <laughs> Mm. but uh so here's why i haven't watched any of the other ones though i feel like they're double dipping on me paying for them i pay for netflix i pay for hulu plus i pay for amazon prime and now i still gotta fucking rent these things yeah they have you only the first the first one was available on uh i don't know on netflix on one of them but None of the rest of them are. I hate that. Drives me a little bonkers. I just got to suck it up and pay it. Just rent it. It's only three bucks, but you know, it's, it's a line in the sand, Brad across this line. You do not. Oh, (sighs) furious is not the correct nomenclature. (laughs) Preferred. Preferred nomenclature. Fast, I hate please. it when I get my, I have to I get know. my Lebowski's corrected, but we're two and a half this, years in. So new shit has come to light. Has it? Mainly that we have a new listener. That's it's always it's like Christmas when we get a new listener. We add to our stockpile. We, we have like a small listener collection. You could call it a smattering. I have every time we get a new listener, I create a humanoid figurine. I whittle it down, whittle it from wood. It kind of looks like a majestic fellow (laughs) kind of with their arms, their fingers intertwined, crossed over their kind of stomach standing fully um, erect and happy. I've seen pictures. They're actually quite hideous. And I take one and I put it out onto the mantelpiece. And there's currently about maybe 20, 25 of these. Christine loves it. She loves it. They kind of look like those tree things from True Detective. They kind of do. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's oh, a nice you know, addition. I used to build those when I was a kid. Sure. I think Is we that all weird? did. Yes. I used to build those and hang them from the ceiling of my room. And I'm not even kidding. You used to build them and hang them out in the chicken coop next to all the chicken bones hanging from the ceiling. Well, so Is I that weird? Make Is them that weird? Out of chicken bones. Sometimes I'd incorporate chicken bones into the design. Right, I'm regularly. saying the chicken bone. Those were your spare chicken bones. It was yeah. new material that you'd use on the next ones. But no, that's not weird. I, well, everyone, I'm sorry. That right? Yeah. Pretty much. I did lots of shit with chickens. I'm not too proud of. We're not here to talk about me and chickens, though. Got a new listener. Let's focus. Focus, focus on that. Focus. 
Gerald. Focus six. Gerald, are you still there? Are you still listening? Because this is episode 87. <laughs> Gerald, can you hear me? You it's, started. I don't even know Gerald, if that's you how started that listening goes. to episode one <clears throat> about 13 days ago. And in those 13 days, I should say far less than 13 days, from according to my records, based on the paper trail. Based on the uh, chicken bones that you taped to the wall for your counting system. From March 27th to April 1st, which is like, what is that, like five days? Something Something like like five days. Five days, Gerald has burned through 21 episodes. That's, I mean... So at this point, he might be caught up. It's four episodes a day. Yeah. So he's almost, he might almost be caught up. Unless he gave up around episode 20-some. It's like, wait a minute. Now, what, what the fuck am I actually doing listening to this? Right. <laughs> I've spent 30 hours of my life in the last week listening to these deadbeats. But I, what I want to know, though, is like... Gerald, what what do you do that you can listen to us for four to seven hours per day? Well, you know, he could listen. One, he's probably doing the trick of listening at 10x speed. Right. That would probably make it much more tolerable. It might. Yeah. Good point. We should just forget about that in like 3x. We should. Save everyone the trouble. Or we could just talk faster and not as much. Yes, talk faster, not as much, cut out the pauses, cut out the times where we just kind of like stop talking and watch a video of toy race cars. (laughs) That might be good. Just some suggestions. Just put it in the suggestion box. We'll read them. We'll read that shit. But yeah, it is like Christmas. Another listener. Yay. Thanks, Gerald, for listening. And commenting for interacting. Yes. That, I think, is... is Now, how is Gerald doing this? Gutterballs.tv, the yes. website? Yes, gutterballs.tv. You go to gutterballs.tv, our website. There is a contact link, which sends you to a form. You type in the little box and hit send, and we, we get it, and we can read it. So is this like... This isn't commenting on an episode. This is like... No, he's sending contacting. this. This yeah. is separate. Okay. It's separate. He's using the contact link. They're coming in, coming into us. Spooky action at a distance. What does he have to say for himself? Do you want to give a little Lynchian body sa- double hyper reality? Give a little sampling. Lynchian body double. Um, I don't remember the Lynchian body double. <clears throat> Gerald says. I once spent three months watching a city intersection in the hours after midnight from a six-floor hotel room. The homeless people, often dressed the same, clearly had some kind of coordinated shift schedule. There wasn't enough traffic to make it worth panhandling, so why were they there? I eventually had myself convinced that they were part of some secret radical left-wing militia waiting for the signal to start the revolution. That's when it occurred to me that maybe I should start going to bed earlier. So I can agree with pretty much all of that. Yeah. I mean, who has that not happened to? Right. I used to, you know, a lot of times I'd be in my hotel room making my little pyramids out of chicken bones and twine, looking out the window, 
seeing Lynchian body doubles. Clearly, they were uh, synthoids. Synthoids. Yeah. Synthoids. Was that a plot device from Hard Rain? Synthoid? No, Synthoid is from uh, G.I. Joe. Oh. In the most disturbing, heartbreaking episode. It was actually, I think, a three-part episode. Not the one where the giant boulder is hovering over the city and they're trying to prop it up with, like, metal. I don't. That sounds vaguely familiar. I'm always like, man, those little pieces of metal aren't going to keep that, like, half a mountain from sliding down and crushing the whole city. It's just not going to work. Yes. The synthoid conspiracy, huh? Stealth replicate technology. Oh, it was developed by Zartan. Yeah, Zartan. That's that's the kind of shit he gets into. He is so devious. Why did you say it was heartbreaking? Well, so I don't really know. So, okay, my memory is pretty shoddy, right? Heartbreaking might not be quite. It's definitely horrifying. I think it was also heartbreaking. So in this three-part episode, shipwreck, something happens in essence. Like shipwreck gets you know, knocked unconscious or wrecked out at sea or something, right? But in essence, he, like, wakes up in the hotel room, and it's, like, 15 years later. Your brain is shoddy. No, your memory is shoddy. My memory and brain are both shoddy. Meaning badly made or done. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. so, so, so this guy, so Shipwreck, in essence, Shipwreck is now, like, it's, like, the future... That's a man's name. Yeah, sh- yes, exactly. There's no... I forget exactly, but it's like, oh, it's one of these things where it's like, oh, yeah, Cobra, they were defeated. Oh, or that something guy. something like that. And I had that guy, Shipwreck. He had a parrot on his shoulder. Yeah, he did. He mm-hmm. did. And it was all like, oh, hey, Lady J, we're old now. How's it going? And it's like, oh, too bad Duke and Snake Eyes didn't make it. Blah, blah, you know, whatever. It's like this weird, like... You know, this, and again, that's kind of a trope, right? Different shows will do this. Like, okay. Do this kind of future jump. Sure. But then at the end, it turns out none of it was real. Everyone was a synthoid. And it was all some kind of mind game that Zartan was playing on him. And at the end, because he had like some wife. And at the end, like his wife melted. Like the synthoid oh, started Jesus. melting before his eyes. And it was like, ah, she's melting. <laughs> like. It was really fucking weird shit to put in a kid's cartoon show. And then everyone started. He's like, oh, Lady J, my wife is melting. Help me. And then Lady J is like, Bleh. she starts melting, too. Sorry, Lady J was hot. Lady J. She's no Scarlet, but I'm going to have to go with Scarlet over Lady J. But Lady J was still pretty good. Yeah, Lady J. I was... She's a little saucy with that, uh, you know, camouflage shirt. Maybe maybe one button too, too many unbuttoned. Maybe just slightly inappropriate for the workplace. Well, you know, or, or I mean, appropriate. You know, she's getting, she's getting work done. Yeah, I mean, she took care of business. Took care of business, but, you know, it's, it's low cut. Yeah. Um, if you look at her... Her get up. You, you have a Lady J connection? Well, Lady J was played by Adrian Palicki. Palicki. Is this the that? live action one? The live action one, yes. I don't, I didn't see it. They are really fucking bad. 
Bradley Cooper is in it, right? No, that's the A no. team. Oh, that's the A team. Which I, which was supposedly like okay, okay, right? And some people even said good, but I have not seen it. I saw a couple minutes, maybe. The trailer, seeing the trailer, I was like, that could be good. That's what I remember thinking about the trailer. But that's well, all I can really. The A team rocked. That was the best. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Bradley Cooper's face—that's some excellent casting. Yes. Oh yes. Perfect. So somebody got a raise for that one. So Gerald, I'll mention one thing. The la- his last missive to us eight days ago. Gerald, it's been, it's been so long. You've gone dark. Contact us, Gerald. <laughs> where are you? But Gerald, his last comment was um, reference because we were talking about the Richard Nixon bowling poster in the dude's bungalow, mm-hmm. and he says, although it's not the same pick. As in the movie, there is a pic of Nixon bowling out there where his toe is over the line. Yes. I put this in the uh, Neil well, show notes here. Put it, yeah, in the show notes. There's a, yeah, so there he is. His, uh, his toe's over the line. Market zero, Tricky Dick. Market fucking zero. That's why they called him Tricky Dick. You know it. Always trying to get away with something. You know? You know? Yeah. And he gets in a helicopter and flies away. Where'd he go? Ah, he's gone. <laughs> Put his toe over the line, headed out, head on out. Toe over the line, destroyed the nation's trust, flew away in a helicopter. Market fucking mark his presidency zero. After all he did, you know, <sighs> one yeah. one r- rule infraction, you know, because it's not nom, tricky dick. It's not nom, dude. It's fucking bowling. It's not uh, Watergate. It's bowling. There are fucking rules. So we also... I wish G. Gordon Liddy would have played Walter, kind of. Or maybe the cab driver. Because that Liddy cab driver is... Cab a, driver. Yeah, he's an angry one. man. Sorry, I interrupted you. Please, no, please well, continue. I was, just, I was just ushering us along. And I don't know why sometimes I do that. Because it doesn't really... Adjgi Kirkland. Count. The, um... It's the actor's name who plays the cab driver. Wow. Okay, another one. I'm sorry. Well, we also recently got uh, another contact from good old Costas. Yes. Costas, you're still there. Thanks, buddy. Yep. And he he mentions how about, um, we talk about in the dream sequence when the dude was going between the, (laughs) the dancer's legs. Right, and we talked about whether in some of those shots they were fake legs. Like it just seemed impossible. Specifically, um, the shot where it's the close up on the dude's head, and his eyes are just kind of rolling. Like, oh, look, from going from like one set of legs to the next. Right, and how it seemed like there must have been maybe fake legs planted to the either side of him as they filmed that shot. Especially because where the hell would the camera be? It would have to be like plowing through these women's torsos all right shot on film those cameras are not small yeah so but um costas mentions that um oh wait a minute i think i might have now that i see this i might have misunderstood what what he was talking about but um how so so well he said that the dude you know so he so uh 
Costas points us to a set of pictures of Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, or not of Jeff Bridges, but that Jeff Bridges took. Um, because as we've discussed before, Jeff Bridges does uh, take a lot of pictures on set. He has this special wide Lux camera, um, which takes these kind of freaky, super wide shots where kind of like the shutter moves from right to left. Which is why in some of these he does some weird effects. Like there's one with him and P.S. Hoff, Philip Seymour Hoffman, where there's like two of them. Because I guess you're able to like, you know, adjust the speed or something and move from one side to the other. Yeah, he has a whole series of those with different of his co-workers. And it's like right. supposed to be those masks. Happy, sad masks. Right, the happy, sad masks. So. Yeah, it's a thing he does. He takes pictures on set. Yeah. Which is cool. This, it's a feature on the Blu-ray, actually. You can go through all the pictures he took um, on the set of The Big Lebowski. And Costas is right. Some of these shots, the one in particular that's overhead, um, and we're right at the top of the bowling pin headdresses. Um, that I mean, that's clearly Jeff Bridges lying on a skateboard or whatever and looking up at the skirts. And they had the giant fake bushes stuffed into their under things. I mean, that's actually happening, definitely. But there were other shots where they couldn't do that. Right. Well, the thing that that reading this email again, you know, and I love being very prepared, um, <laughs> you know. Shoddy, Brad. Shot, very shoddy. But looking here, it says. Deadbeats. Bums. Yes. It says yes. it says one can see that Jeff Bridges is indeed lying on his Okay. No, I understand. One can see that Jeff Bridges is indeed lying on his back between a pair of real legs with a camera at hand. So he means I just misunderstood what he meant by camera at hand. But yes. What yes, did you think he meant by with a camera at hand? Well, I when I just read it now and in the heat of the moment, I I thought he was trying to say that somehow Jeff Bridges was holding like the film camera being used oh, to I shoot see. the movie. And so that's gotcha. how they somehow shot that scene. It, but no, he just means this, this black and white, you know, still camera is white alux. And yeah, he has the shot there from underneath the uh, dancer's legs right in between there. Right. A rather risque shot as uh, the, it's captioned here on boob is yeah because you're looking up dose the, of inspiration the skirt you know and you can see the giant hairy bush the fake giant hairy bush so i mean yes at one point he did travel down this bowling alley and propel himself or they propelled him between their legs but i think um the one, the other shots, the shot from the side where, you know, it's just before this real shot from above where he spins over to look up the skirts. Mm -hmm. That is a composite job. And then the extreme close up on his eyes. That is obviously him not actually going through real people's legs because the entire film camera is right above his face and the legs like we pointed out are 
kind of like the feet are pointed in the wrong directions and they're so, so far apart and going like straight up. Right. They're just, yeah, they're more or less like two straight up legs on either side, like mannequin legs. Right. But yeah, definitely. But it's a good find. And thank it you is. for that picture on set. And it's awesome. Cause I've seen some of them, but I've never seen the, this risque I, shot before. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one either. I've, I saw the one, actually there's a couple here from set of big Lebowski. I haven't <laughs> seen before. I've always seen the one where it's like a selfie and, the Jeff with Bridges the stranger. is holding his hand out and he's at the bar with the stranger. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that one a lot. But some of the mm-hmm. other ones here, yeah, I mean, a seen- lot of these actually I haven't seen from various movies. But even from Lebowski, I haven't seen yeah, the one between the legs. And there's another one showing uh, the Jesus is, uh, you know, in the midst of uh, bowling. He's kind of he just like released his ball down the lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So nice shots. Nice shots for the record. Very nice. User. Okay, we got... Uh, I'm just typing up some little uh, little notes here for us. Any more listener feedback? User input? Or are we good there? Unfortunately, I think that might be it for today. Okay. Okay. Real good. Real good, then. Um, do you want to do any more revisiting? I have no revisits. The only revisit I had was the Nixon over the line. So I guess this is as good a time as any to play the minute. I guess it is. We're only uh, about 47 minutes in, so. We're doing great. I think we'll we're do, doing we're good. Do. Let's do it. We can actually start talking about this minute <laughs> of... The Big Lebowski. Let's play it. Your role. Keep your ugly fucking gold brick and ass out of my beach community. And I want to sleep with you in the desert tonight. With a billion stars Jesus, man. Can you change the channel? Fuck you, man. If you like my fucking music, get your own fucking cab. I had a really rough... I'll pull up to the side and kick your ass out. Man, come on. I had a rough night, and I hate the fucking Eagles, man. the fucking angles man so yeah he hates now first of all about that he hates the fucking eagles peaceful easy feeling if the dude is so zen like he should enjoy that it's a calming song it's nothing too offensive about it and i think we've discussed this before in fact i'm almost positive we have but an eagle song is playing when we are introduced to the jesus which yes. is his one of his nemeses yes it's a double oh that's true i didn't think about the connection to it being his nemesis granted it's a cover but the sure. eagles do get double billing 
so which to is, speak, right, double which appearances is, in this movie, which I guess maybe just goes, <clears throat> it's just par for the course with all the different uh, verbal parroting and everything else that's just happening. And there's all the big cosmic blender in this movie. Everything's coming out from all different directions. Yeah, it 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 fits right in there. It fits right in there. But um, yeah, different artists, Gypsy Kings did the Hotel California cover. But I, I, I can understand here. Well, here's the thing. It's kind of like, you know, listening to Barry Manilow a lot and then realizing you like Barry Manilow, that whole thing. Oops. You know, like you started right. out listening to sticks, making fun of them. And now you actually like you get pumped up by listening to that. You like them now. The Coen brothers have two Eagles songs in this movie. So even though the line of dialogue is, I hate the fucking Eagles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You wouldn't put two songs from an artist into your movie that you know that you didn't like. Well, you can kind of like hate, love them. I don't think you'd put them in twice, though. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, my feelings towards Sticks, I guess, are complicated at the moment. <laughs> I still wouldn't say I like them. However, I would make an entire film. That's nothing but just visualizations to stick songs. <laughs> I would like make a a movie and just have it be nothing but wall to wall sticks, and I think that would be pretty cool. Brad, you love Big Brother. Just face it. You've got to face it at some point. Stop lying to yourself, man. Did you watch that uh, Chippy nonstop I sent you? I watched all of them. I followed you down the rabbit all right, hole. Good, good, yeah. Kids today, man. What are they doing? I just don't know, but I fucking love it. I what wish it I called? was I wish I was a kid. Clout juice or something? Something. And then what? Uh Michelle Obama? Right. What the hell is that? I don't know. I don't know. What that was a riff raff and little Debbie. Well, and who with the with the ATL twins, yeah. Who who are these uh you know these these punks? These tough-looking punks, they look like... I don't know. I don't know what they look like. So, like somebody... Like the lamest version, this, the lamest vision of a punk from the mid-80s. Where it's like you're walking down an alley. Or, you know, it's like... But it's also this weird mix of other stuff. Yeah, right? it's all mixed up. It's all mixed up. That's the Well, that's the whole postmodern movement, right? Mm. That started in the 80s, and now it's totally totally there it's got to be something else by now yeah how many posts but can we'll you put the we'll put, put the link at least to the I, mean, I don't know i don't know can we dare do we dare link to that michelle obama song oh boy <laughs> i'm i was hesitant to even mention it <laughs> yeah yeah maybe not not that it's necessarily like i mean i don't think it's they have but, a beef with her i think they actually think she's pretty cool sure but, but the way they go about it is yeah. not uh, if yeah. if Barack was sitting next to you, would you fire that song up? Well, no, probably not. I wouldn't. Probably not. Probably not. Even if he was, you know, former president, you yeah. know, even then you might not. So, uh, you know, but they did it. They sang it. They've got the music video. It's out there. Yeah. And we daren't even mention it. We are pussies, aren't we? Jesus. We are. We are. <sighs> My favorite was the emphysema. 
<laughs> I love talking about random YouTube videos that no one knows what we're talking about. It's perfect. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. We'll put we'll put we'll some put or all of them into the show notes. I think definitely we put the emphysema one. Yeah. Prancer size, you're right. That's it's an well, oldie that's old but a goodie. School. That's an oldie mm-hmm. but a goodie. I, I kinda ran into that and I was like Yeah, I figured you had to have seen that before, but I was just like, in case you didn't, or even if you did, I I still belly laughed at that because, you know, I hadn't seen it in several years and I was still caught myself laughing pretty hard at it. You know, I didn't laugh at it too much. I watched the whole thing. I I didn't laugh at it too much because I I felt like. Yeah, you get that thing where you're afraid to laugh at people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm afraid to humiliate people and yeah, you start, belittle them. You That's start stu- feeling bad for the people that have humiliated themselves on the internet. <laughs> that mental disability that I have where I feel bad for people who are being embarrassed and humiliated. Yeah. I'm going to I'm really trying to work on it though. All right. Going to be Keep more of a dick. Ugly fucking gold breaking <laughs> ass out of my beach community. So there it is. He put that one out into the the ether. Right. And Walter the picks ether. it up. Right. Because then later, Walter uh, says the same thing to yep. someone else, to the, the titular Lebowski. Titular Lebowski, yep. I've seen a lot of spinals, dude. This guy fucking walks. Fucking gold bricker. So... I Which up, I, okay, go on. Yeah, I think you're about to say the same thing I might be saying. Probably the etymology of gold brick. Well, Is I'll that tell you, you were I, go? I didn't even have to do that. I had to really kind of look up what gold bricking even meant. Like I've heard that term, right? But right. I wasn't even sure what it meant. Like I had ideas. Like I knew it was like a derogatory term, and it referred to someone that somehow hasn't earned. What they have, or something like that. I mean, the 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 the, the definition is it's a lazy person. Okay, is isn't it? it? Well, I've seen a lot of spinals, dude, and this guy's a fake, a fucking gold bricker. So, a gold brick, especially one that is fraudulent or non-existent, also used figuratively, a swindle, a con. So it comes from. There's a couple of different yeah. places that it comes from, but the one that I found most relevant was two that were relevant. Um, the aforementioned swindle, mm-hmm. where an actual gold ingot or gold brick um, consisted of selling a putative gold brick, which was only coated in gold. So it's putting on airs. It's It's being right. a phony. Right. And then... I don't really get this one, but um, well, which is perfect for yeah, this is per yeah that's perfect. Lebowski. He's just putting this. He's got a veneer of success and achievement, a way he goes about things and how he carries himself and how he likes to present himself. But it's all a fake. It's a front. It's a put on. It's an imminence front. But then it started to be used to refer to unattractive young women in the early 1900s not pretty nor able to talk or dance and then to refer to incompetent incompetent enlisted troops at the end 
were at the start of World War I, reinforced by the rank insignia of second lieutenants, which was a gold rectangle. Okay. So different origins there. It kind of like went through some some evolution. Right. Well, if, uh, the definition that I see here says it does say swindle as the as as kind of like the second one, but the first definition says gold brick verb invent excuses to avoid a task. Shirk. Hmm. Hmm. A shirker or a malingerer. I also see. Uh, malingerers. malingerers. Don't get me started. Oh, let's not even. Let's not even. It's obsolete. That always rubbed me the wrong way. You could call the word obsolete. There it is. I can use it. The fuck? Obsolete. Come on. One who malingers. Of course. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to feign illness, injury, or incapacitation in order to avoid work or obligation. So yeah, gold bricker, gold bricking ass, right? Ugly gold bricking ass. So the dude's ass is gold bricking. The titular Lebowski later on is just a straight up gold bricker. Putting on airs, good, good, very nice. Um, I've got a couple of things here. Shoot. As we transition from the chief of police of Malibu's office to inside the cab, a couple of things. It's it's a non-L cut. I coined a term. It's an I cut. It's just straight. It's a hard cut. Okay. So Or it's a know, lowercase L cut. Yes. Lowercase. There you go. I like it. Small L. Not big L, not Papa L. So in other words, peaceful, easy feeling doesn't like gently come in over the chief of police as he's saying, keep your ugly gold brick and ass out of my quiet beach community. Right. It's just like he finishes talking. Boom. The picture cuts. The audio cuts. Slam. Same time. You know, so there's a time and a place. Sometimes you want to like have the edit be invisible. Other times it's like slam-o we're changing scenes here and this is a slam-o time and it went kind of from aggressive because he just threw the coffee mug threw him down the floor kicked him a bunch of times and now it's bam i got a peaceful and it's all quiet and calm and but (laughs) but little do we know it is not that at all it is not that at all because the dude once again just, you know? Yeah, the Eagles was like, I don't know, that was a little island of safety for him. He should have just embraced that peaceful, easy feeling there. Right. But no, he's always got to stir the pot up. He can't keep his mouth shut. It's like, dude, come on. But come on, it is the fucking Eagles. Hey, you know, get your own fucking cab. So here's the thing. How do you think he got this cab? Well, or that's what he I have was, money. I don't know. Did the I, cops call I, it for him. I feel like they might have. So oh, that also might be weird. I don't know. My mom suggested that very thing. Maybe the cops called the cab for him because they wanted him out of the beach community. Get him the hell out. He's got his wallet. The only thing in it is a rubbing of a giant penis man and a Ralph's club card. 
So he can't get his own cab. So they're like, get in this fucking cab. And maybe this cabbie does this, like, you know, maybe he's working the overnight shift or whatever. And, you know, any malingerers in Malibu have to get sent packing. And they they call whoever's on duty for this cab company. It's like, shit, I got to go, like, get the non-tipping drunk-ass, you know, borderline criminal mm-hmm. up in Malibu and drive him to wherever he's got to go. So it's it's like a shit gig. So this guy's probably already pissed. Like, he's not going to make much of a tip off of this fare. Right. He knows that. He's drunk. You know, he probably smells bad. It's like, this is, and now he's telling me to turn my music off? I can kind of understand. I mean, it seems like it comes out of nowhere, but I can kind of understand. Yeah. But he really, I mean, because like, so, I mean, he, well, first he warns him, right? He says, if, if you don't like it, get your own fucking cab. I'll pull off to the side side and kick your ass out. Kick your ass out. And he says, man, come on. I had a rough night, and I hate the fucking Eagles, man. And that's I mean, he gave him a warning, right? It's like when you're working with the kids, you give them a warning. Yeah. But then this dude just fucking... Not even just a warning. He told him the exact consequences. Right, exactly. I'm going to pull over and kick your ass out. Dude does not listen. And then this taxi driver just, like, slams... The wheel, it just kind of cuts over two lanes to pull over, cuts this guy behind him, like, does more than really just cuts him off, like... Almost causes a horrible accident. Yeah, like the other guy has to kind of swerve into another lane just He's, to avoid being the rear-ending right, happening. Like swerving they get, and breaking. Like, and stunt drivers to film this shot. Did you look at the, the car that he cuts off and that stunt driver in there? Um, I didn't I mean, really get I mean, to look at the driver now. Even just the just like he's not giving him the finger or like yelling. They didn't. That's not important. You know, we don't care about right. That it's just the character is really the car it has nothing yeah. to do with the person inside the car. Right. So, but the way like that stunt driver like swerves and breaks and makes the car like lurch forward and then lurch to a stop and then lurch back over and then kind of go off. It's just, it, he did it in a way that seemed like it really exaggerated the, uh, the, the lurchiness Mm -hmm. of how he had to swerve. It was like stage, stage driving. Yeah. Stage lurchiness. Stage lurchiness. You know, transmits all the way to the people in the back row. Yep. Exactly. Stage driving lurchiness. And then this guy pulls out the dude, which I'm well, going to guess is a stunt double, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. But before he does that, before he even cuts off that lurchy stage, stage driver, there's a little audio moment. It's right at, it's right at, uh, I mean, it's right before he swerves, 8630. Mm-hmm. The dude's like, I had a rough night and I hate the fucking Eagles. And the cab driver goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. I never noticed it before. He's just like, he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. 
Yes, did, did, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> that's what you're going to do. You did it. You knew what would happen. And here we are. <laughs> it screeches over to the side of the road, grabs him and yanks him out of the cab. And then pulls off. So much tire screeching, Brad. Like the sound of the cab pulling away. Screech! There would be smoke. There'd be tire tracks on the road. It's it's like stage sound effects again. They have to project this sense of like anger and frustration and emotion, like heightened emotion. So the screeching is just like we're gonna really make it. He's pulling away fast. I'm out of here. It would be cool. So what I'm imagining now is imagine if there was, let's say, a stage show Yeah, that was mostly done, like the actors drove cars. It was like car puppeteering. Right, right. You it have to be, convey the emotions. It would be kind emotions. of abstract, but it would be like, yeah, here's the emotions. It would actually be perfect if you were to do something like maybe like do Fast and the Furious on Broadway. <laughs> that could be pretty cool. You know, you can... You'd have dimmers for your headlights, so if it's a romantic scene, you kind of can dim your headlights down, drive gently close to one another, maybe give a little, like, rear end bumper tap, just like a little love tap. Boop, boop, boop. You'd get it. You'd get what was going on there. You know, cars would do, you know, come in, you'd have happy cars, angry cars, right? Cars, they express every emotion. Uh, Come in on two wheels, do all kinds of shit. When necessary, they do. You'd have to augment with sound effects, though, like they did here with the tire screeching, I think. Right. Well, these would be special stage cars. Right, right. Of course. They're not going to be bringing out... That would, yeah, they would make... Grand Torinos. Yeah, they'd make extra noise. They would do... uh, Not exactly street legal, probably. Yeah, you'd have some ability, some little more ability uh, in terms of, yeah, how you could project with them emotion. Yeah, you'd have to make some minor adjustments, some minor modifications, but I think, I think it there's, would a, work. there's a lot of potential there. Always so, I hate the fucking Eagles. Do you know who Alan Klein is? I know an Alan Klein, but I don't think it's who you're talking about. Probably a different Alan Klein. Yeah. And I, I have to apologize. I've told this story at least one other time on this show and I got the names horribly horribly wrong so Alan Klein was the former manager for the Rolling Stones apparently not a good person he was always like he ripped off the Stones a lot and like they ditched him finally but he I guess owned the rights to their entire catalog up through I don't know like 69 or something 70 he's making money off that so anyway he owned the rights to the rolling stones dead flowers Mm -hmm. coen brothers wanted to use that song but towns van sant's cover of it at the end of the film which i think works amazingly for this movie but he didn't want to give it to them didn't want to give it to them and they brought him in and t-bone Burnett was trying to, you know, cajole him into giving him the song. He wanted $150,000 for them to use a cover Mm -hmm. of Dead Flowers 
in this movie. They fired up the film. It got to the part where the dude says, I hate the fucking Eagles. Klein stands up and says, that's it. You can have the song. (laughs) So there's a lot of Eagle hate out there. The Eagles can engender that. Why? I don't understand. They're a very popular act. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it because I don't really know enough about music. As I mentioned the other day, I don't really like musics that much. But <laughs> you, you just sent me like four musics. That's true. I think you like musics, but that wasn't okay. Fine, I like musics. You're right. No, you think of it that way. You don't, you're you're non traditional with your like of of the musics, but it doesn't mean you don't like it. You you're like right. it. You're right. Everyone's yeah. I can find some stuff. Who will play the music, Brad? You don't know that one. That's all right. Not important. So have you figured out why I sent you a hexadecimal? No, I have not figured that out. Hmm. It certainly kind of confused me, I will say. Hmm. Well, I wrote it there. I see you playing around with it. Yeah, I just looked at it, but I I still don't... Okay. But what number... Oh, I see what that hit. Wait a minute. (laughs) This is a little fucked up. That's a little fucked up. Yeah, a little fucked up. A little... I don't understand that. Well, neither do I. There's something broken. I need to test this more. (laughs) Okay. What's broken about it? Like, it's because it's us. There's some trick, and I don't understand exactly how this works. Okay. I should know because I'm an internet practitioner. You are a titan of the internet, if you will. But L- little T Titan, little T Titan, I'll accept that. Uh, how? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't understand it. You're right. I I can't explain it. Well, but try yeah, you search for. Well, I mean, I've there's things that happen where. They'll be, yeah, I know. I can't really explain it. Actually. Well, just tre- for the listener, Brad, for well, the listener. Well, explain what happened, not explain yes, how it works. Yes, 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 So yes. if you take the license plate on this cab mm-hmm. and you type that into Google, mm-hmm. on the first page of results, somewhat toward the bottom, maybe like seven or eight, maybe even nine, is a listing of a Russian website that kind of just like, lists every website in existence and gives stats about it. And I, I think it's kind of used largely for maybe like spammy spam purposes and things like that. Although I'm not completely sure. Spammy McSpammington. But it links to that site and that site's profile of gutterballs.tv. It's weird. So you type in the license plate of the cab (laughs) and you get another site. That's cataloging our site about the Big Lebowski. <laughs> and I can't, I can't make sense of that. Except to say that it's somehow, like, it's only because it's us. Because, again, that site being kind of a dark art site and being used for spam, like, somehow, like, if someone else searched that number, 
that site might come up and it might have their website listed. But magically. how would it attach? To how does it attach to the us? Google res- to both? Well, we're, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer. But well, click on images. Then you only get eighteen results. Okay. Did you click on images? I I, I know. We'll put the license plate number into the Google box. All right. Search, but then yes. click, click on, on images. images. Um, yeah, okay. There's a limited number of images. And that image does not appear of our site. Is that, is that what you mean? No. Five of the images I get are Lebowski-related. Five of the 18. You only get 18 results. Five of them are Lebowski-related. You, do you see? None you see of them something are different? Lebowski related for me. I'll take a screenshot and send it to you. I don't want doubting you. I have um, a picture of Walter and the dude, but it's like cut out. It's over white when they're scattering Donnie's ashes. I have Maud again against a white background, standing there in her looking all Nordic with her trident. I have a picture of the dude holding his drink as he's getting shoved into the car. But again, he's cut out and he's on white. I have the Jesus licking his bowling ball again, cut out over white. And then I have one image of a Sputnik shape. It's it's weird, man. That is weird. I will insert it. I do not see that, though. So you search that license plate. Yeah. And you do not see those things. I I don't. So it's customizing these images for me. Hmm. But I still see, if I go to web, I still see there, uh, like, it's result result 8, gutterballs.tv, at this Russian site. See, I don't have that anymore. That does not work for me any longer. Yeah, in the, your images, you have these different Lebowski images. Correct. The well, AI maybe is all fucking those with sites us. have that Lebowski. But I don't know why I don't see them. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some stuff can happen sometimes. You should that's know. That's all I'm saying. You should know, man. I should, but I don't. I don't know at all. Especially when it comes to some of these weird Google spam trick type things where you get inside people's heads. It's the AI, Brad. It's the fucking AI. It knew that we were fucking with it, and now it is fucking with us. Pretty much. Anyway, I put a screenshot of my image results there. We don't need to dwell on it. No. But I thought it was interesting that for some godforsaken reason, there is our site if you search for that random string of numbers and letters. Which I guess is not so random, perhaps. I don't know. I've got another one here for you in the visual section of the program. So this guy... Yanks a dude out of the car. Hey, man, come on, man. Tears off 
Leaves a dude there. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. What am I waiting for? This is... I know this probably does not make for a very interesting podcast, (laughs) but... So what you did was you changed the one to an I when you searched. Oh, maybe I did. And that's why... So, but even stranger is that, if you change that, the one to an I, you get a bunch of Lebowski images. That makes it even weirder. That makes no fucking sense, man. No sense. What's it, going on? Is it a, a one? It's a one. Oh, well, if it's an see. I, it's certainly not a hexadecimal number anymore. But right. It's I well if you put if you let's put it this way I'm gonna say on the license plate, that is, that a, is one. a one that and is if a you one. make it a one you get the link to our site but if you change it to an I you get a bunch of Lebowski images why fucking why I I can't answer that one it's unanswerable <laughs> <sighs> so he goes hauling ass off out of there. Tires screeching. He's got a lit up advertisement on the top of his car, which feels pretty high tech for 1991. Anyway, um, reverse shot. The dude is. I wonder if that is a stunt double. Partly because I felt. Well, because. Just because he has to stand right next to that car as it pulls away, he's practically touching it. Yeah. And that's yeah. what was making me think that there might be a stunt double. And when I started thinking about it, because I was really watching the dude's reaction, how he kind of like throws the top half of his body back as the car speeds away. Yeah. Which again, feels like kind of like a stage trick to accentuate yeah, the yeah. motion of that car. It is a little, yeah, with the tires squealing and then the jerking his body back. Yeah. So I was I was just kind of focused on that jerking the body back and for whatever reason then I started thinking, "Oh, that might not even be him. Like you don't see his face." Right. He's right next to that car in the street. And yeah. you know, we'll have us believe that the force of this car squealing away kind of jerks your body back. Well, he's still in a drug-induced drug-addled yeah. state too. Yeah, could be. Could be. So it could be a stunt double. I think not Since knowable, he's working probably. right next to a car like that that's moving for insurance reasons and other reasons they might have just been obligated to use a stuntman. I don't know. But I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. I'd say good chance of that. Good chance of that. Probably when he pulls over, too. Like in the uh, front-on shot. You know, he's well, in the back seat and he's swerving all over. That's definitely a stunt double back right, there, too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he can't be swerving around like that with Jeff Bridges in there. Well, it could just not be Jeff Bridges for no other reason than, like, they're shooting that shot. Like, Jeff Bridges isn't even there that day. Because, like, they, I'm, I'm assuming they shot the front shot and then the rear shot at the same time on the same shoot. Yeah. Although there's no real reason to have to do that. But I'm just imagining they did. Yeah. So would you even call him to the set when you don't even see his face in any of the shots? You know what I mean? Well, they do have the reverse shot where he's standing there. And this is what I was going to get to. Oh, so that's true. The reverse shot where he's standing there. I think he's around, but he's not going to be in that car when it's swerving in front of other cars like that. And probably not standing right next to the tire, like you said, as he pulls away. But anyway, he does pull away. He leaves the dude standing there in the street. And there's a good bit of traffic on this road. And I want to point something out is... 
the interior car shots, they're actually in a car driving on a road with other cars that you can clearly see driving around in the background and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very unlike the botched handoff for when they threw the ringer for the ringer. Right. right. Which was clearly they're not driving on it a road. It was the Pee Wee Herman. There was lights on a stick. Someone was moving them around outside. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But they're actually in a car here. And I'm not sure why. Did they, like, like, they're seasoned filmmakers by 1998. They know when they need to shoot in a car and when they, it can be on a sound stage and they can fake it. So why was this scene so important that they were actually in a car? Well, it, I think there could be several answers to that or several factors that all contributed to it. The first listening. is the way that it does cut from, and I'd have to go back to the other shot to tell, but the way it cuts from you're inside the car to the exterior and the car is swerving. If there was just indistinct blobs out there, it might be too much of a weird jarring cut. Whereas when the dude was going to make the handoff, like, they're just on a highway. They talk on a phone. They say, oh, turn here. And then you're now, okay, now we're on a dirt road. There's no cars. It's a, no, it's not a dirt road, but it's a secluded road. So it's a yeah. kind of a different situation. Then you can start worrying about how to make things match and what to do. The other factor could just be practical because there's a lot of dialogue in that car. Like, I remember we were in the interior of that car with those fake lights in the background that were supposed to be other cars for like five or six episodes. It felt like a year. Yeah, I mean, for like a month and a half to two months, we were just talking about that one scene of the dude and Walter talking in the car. So, hey, want to talk about Pee Wee Herman lights again? Great. Let's, yeah, we'll talk about that again. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it could just be like, again, to shoot all that stuff in an actual moving car on a street just might be completely impractical. Whereas this was like a couple lines of dialogue, you could shoot it. Right. Easy peasy, get out of there. Yeah. And yeah, okay. I like those. I like those thoughts. Yeah. All right. I'm sold. So, cab driver whose name is Adjgi Kirkland. The actor, yes. The actor. Um, this was the first movie he's credited with acting in. Movie or TV show, according to his IMDb page. It was the beginning of a long career for him. That's still continuing. Yeah, and it seems like he's mostly remembered for guest starring on The Big Bang Theory. He's done a lot of television. I'm sure he was in Law and Order at some point. Um, Yeah, he was in a lot of those. He drives off, leaves the dude standing there. We cut back. We see a close-up of the dude's exasperated face. He's having a rough night, and it's continuing to be rough. In the background... Now we hear music start thumping. A car speeds by, runs through a red light, might I add. And we follow the car. The, the camera pans to follow it. Nice shot, by the way, because they had to be quick on that. Right. And they focus it in and everything. Now, I'm surprised that they let. I mean, it's it's not as close as it seems, but 
The dude is standing in the street, and this car does go zooming by. Not Tara Reid driving it for this one, I'm sure. Gotta be a stunt driver there. Anyway, she runs the red light. You hear the music blaring. The camera whip pans to follow, and we see down the street, empty. Right. Where's the cab? Where's the three cars that were just swerving around? Completely empty now. They could be, yeah. I mean, the other cars that were swerving, they're already practically out of view around the bend by the time the other cab pulls away. But you're right, there was lots of cars, and now it's just empty. Like, we saw lots of cars heading toward us. Yep. All gone. One, two, three, at least three cars there. And they're much closer. You never see them pass. So you have to either see them pass the dude, because when you do that reverse shot of the dude's face, you'd see them all drive past, which you never do. And then, yeah, they're just gone. It's definitely a geometrical inconsistency. An impossibility. Not to mention, I'm going to go get a little bit ahead of us, but in the next scene, when you see who's in the car driving it, there are some cars that like are driving the opposite way, passing by. Yeah, they're all over the place. Well, not all over the place, oh, but there are some. There's, there's some. I mean, so, that, yeah. It's not yeah. so bad. I think it's really not just so the bad. first one seems bad, because, again... Completely just empty. With your keeping everything in your mind, like it seems like it cuts to 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 the closer shot in the car, and then very quickly you see a car pass by. Yeah, like the second car that passes by, that could be enough that it's well, it's later enough that that car maybe didn't have to be there. We've lost track. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. What what's happening spatially in the world in our Definitely. mind? That first car is a little out of place. First one's a little out of place, and just. Panning over and seeing a completely empty street is a little weird. And we're yeah, if you seeing notice, an empty street completely does not cannot work. We're closer to that bend when we follow Bunny's car than we are when we see behind the dude and the cab pulls away. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, wherever they set this, they set it up closer to that bend somehow. So maybe they did it different days. And they didn't get it exactly right. In any case, not a big deal, but thought I'd point it out. Yeah, I see what you mean. The dude is standing in a different place mm-hmm. in both shots. And again, she drives by, and it's like, pretty sure the, I mean, the engine is getting gunned. Do we hear tires screeching when she drives by? No, at least there's none there. It's just this tire screeching is so pervasive in all movies. Whenever there are cars, yeah, they they have to. There's not that much tire screeching when cars are driving around. Well, what else? What else you got there, Brad? I I don't think I got anything. I think we we kind of we broke that that minute down. Like yeah, I'm tapped. Well. Um yeah. Do we have to? We kind of we meant, mentioned gutterballs.tv. Do we have to? Do we have to pimp any other shit? I don't really want to. It's all there. It's all gutterballs.tv. Yeah, Links just go to there. Go to iTunes. Leave a review or a star rating if you want. Oh, do or follow that. us on Twitter or Tumblr. Definitely do that. Or Facebook. For, Roman Mars says that helps a lot. I believe him. Those iTunes reviews. Yep. Theoretically. I always use some more of them. 
So Although hit us up. we'll never be on the big board like the front page of iTunes. No, because we're explicit. But that's just our that's how we roll. It's we're doing the Big Lebowski, which has like two hundred sixty four f bombs in it. How could we not be explicit? You know. And plus, we say things like poop deck. Next time on Gutterball. Love me. Uh, that's my robe. 